This is the Geekin' Out Loud podcast, where we have interesting conversations about the newest movies, comics, and all things geek with your hosts Tyrell Peterson, Justin Williams, and Heather Wilde. Like, we got quite a bit to talk about today with two things, really. The TMNT 30th anniversary, and most importantly, the Mandalorian and Dune comparison. Yeah, it's going to be interesting for sure. I finally watched all of the Mandalorian. Finally today, I binge-watched it so we could talk about it. Heck yeah, man. It got crazy, for real. Man, I, I want to rewatch season one. <laughs> they did a magnificent job with it. For instance, this is one of the best, I think, Star Wars things they have, like, right now, mm. you know? Oh, yeah, dude. Like, it's... I feel like it's exactly what the franchise needed. I know the uh, the new trilogy was pretty polarizing. Everyone hated mm-hmm. it. Everyone else loved it. And it kind of left fans at a standstill, like, what now? What are they going to do now? And, do we even care? But everyone cares about The Mandalorian, dude. Like, it's just such a universally revered show. A style, tone, everything about it is just perfect, bro. Like, they just nailed it. Yeah, like, they... I didn't expect to like it this much. Have you been watching anything else lately? This week? Other than, like, the election? Oh, boy. Like, politics are not my strong suit. Yeah. Like, my family and everything, they're all competing and everything, and I'm like, I don't know what's the... I just keep politics myself, so I don't get into it, people. But it just gets crazy out there, man. Other than election, I've just been watching The Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. I've been watching Halloween Kills, like the trailer. Yeah, that was a good trailer, dude. But I'm going to give it to Heather, because she knows most about Dune. So <laughs> let's give it to you, Heather. All right. So, The Mandalorian is part of the Star Wars saga, and there has been, for many years, there's been a lot of people that are Dune fans, like myself, who have been calling out George Lucas for stealing the entire plot of Star Wars from Dune. Now, Dune is this amazing, rich, sci-fi, fantasy saga that was written in the 1960s and 70s. It's still being written now by Frank Herbert's son, Brian. And it's a completely rich thing about uh, a lone uh, boy who doesn't know, or he's orphaned and he's sent into a desert planet where they trade in the spice and there's these sandworms and uh, there's this evil empire and he has to marry an empress but he's really in love with somebody else and there's like this wonderful strong guy who's like a Lancelot character or like maybe a Han Solo sort of dude and Pretty much like uh, Frank Herbert back in 1977 or whenever Star Wars came out, he like took out a page, I think it was the New York Times, a whole article where he point by point referenced 
everything that Star Wars stole from Dune. And it's a, really a quite interesting thing. You should, should look it up. But so this season's Mandalorian, the first episode, like the season premiere, I was reading an article where it said it's the best Dune movie you'll get this year <laughs> as a joke because Dune, uh, the movie, like the new movie of it, which is going to, it looks amazing. I can't wait for us to talk about that when it's out. But that movie has been pushed to next year. What we have this year is <laughs> Mando going to a desert planet, Tatooine, fighting a sandworm <laughs> and going through, joining up with the Fremen. He meets with the Jawas and then with the sand people to fight the sand sand dragon and it's it is 100% like a ripoff of dune and but it's done in such a loving way mm-hmm. that it's just so tongue in cheek but also like you know that john favreau loves dune as much as i do by watching this so i'm just curious i know I know, Terrell, that you don't know Dune at all, but no. Justin, you do. Mm. So let's convince Tyrell that he needs to get into the Dune universe. It's about time. I think every science fiction fan, especially Star Wars fans, owes it to themselves to check Dune out. Now, like for me, I'm not like a fraction of the Dune fan as I am Star Wars and that's just because I was raised on Star Trek and Star Wars in that order. Dune wasn't really bestowed upon me from my parents. I watched what they watched. And so I got into harder science fiction stuff like Terminator and Robocop and Alien when I got older and Tremors and stuff like that. Dune, I had to go out of my way to find out for myself. If anything felt Star Warsy and wasn't Star Wars, I was disinterested in it. So I didn't grow up enjoying Battlestar Galactica I didn't grow up uh, appreciating Dune until much later. You know what I mean? And even with the 1984 film, I did not know that it was based on prior works. Upon watching it and enjoying it, by the way, the the 80s Dune movie is actually not bad, in my opinion. Dude, it's every science fiction fan owes it to themselves to understand what Dune is and to be excited for the new film because it has the potential to not just be another remake. It has the potential to be like the next standard in cinematic sci-fi the trailer (laughs) looks phenomenal and when you have something like star wars right quite possibly the biggest science fiction franchise in the world tongue-in-cheek nodding to another science fiction series like dune or a franchise like dune then yeah it's time to at least let your curiosity get the best of you and say what is Star Wars of all people paying respect to? Because usually it's the other way around. So those are my thoughts on it. I, I, I enjoy Dune. Yeah. Y'all convinced me, but like when I looked into it, the article Heather sent, I was like, it seems like the Dune, the guy that made it and everything, he was about to sue Star Wars. Yeah. Wouldn't you? Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah, dude. But he's been dead a long time. <laughs> There's that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so like the Paul Verhoeven version of the movie is going to be coming out next year. And 
if that is your entrance into the Dune universe, then that is great. There's also going to be, I think there's an Apple TV series that's coming out on the Bene Gesserit, who are, I'm saying words now that, that make no sense to you at all, but the, it's the, these are the, so the Bene Gesserit are the Jedi of the Dune universe. Okay. So they have, like, instead of the Force, they have the voice. So they use this, like, they they use their weirding ways, which is, like, their way of, like, understanding their bodies and nature and, and all sorts of things. It's not like Gaia, but it, it's, the Force was based on the Bene Gesserit, and now there's a TV show about these magic witches that are from the Dune universe that's coming out on Apple TV. It's supposed to be next year, I think. So yeah. it's, it's about to get a whole bit much more Dune-y in the world. Yeah. But that, I bet that makes you like jumping up for joy for real, don't it? Super, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it, I know like we talk about all these, like, this, this is the ultimate like comic book fantasy superhero, all of it together. Because all of these stories, all of these comics, all of these graphic novels, like they, the big tropes that they go, like the big storylines, they come mm-hmm. from like ancient Greece, ancient Rome, all of this stuff. But then the Dune story, of course, it was, it's like, again, it's the fall of the Roman Empire, just like Lord of the Rings. But. Mm-hmm. It took it into space in a way that the the Marvel universe does with the the Infinity Stones or the Infinity Gems, and but Dune did it first. <laughs> it's like the Simpsons did it, but Dune did it. Like Dune right. was there first. So he's an original OG, huh? Yep. Yeah, like I was actually looking into it and. It- caught my interest when I was reading the article and I was like, damn, th- this much is related to Dune? Mm. Like how the season, w- or the season two of Mandalorian, how much connection it has to it. It was yeah. just crazy. Yeah, it's funny how it all ties together once you- it's always a bigger universe or even if things are unrelated, just like the genre. You just catch so many different things and realize that there's a lot more uh, respect than just pure raw competition, at least nowadays. But, yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. yeah. One, one of my favorite things, though, is the year that, like, Dune beat out Lord of the Rings for the best trilogy ever. Was that... Mm. Was a, so that was... I think that was right. I will look that up and check it in post, but continue. Okay, like, y'all for real convinced me. I'm going to have to, I might check out the original first just to be classic, then the new one, but yeah, like, y'all, so y'all really recommend it to me? Yeah. Okay. But after, since we're talking about science fiction, let's talk about the turtles now. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, like, the 1990s, like, TMNT was a classic. I, I didn't see it in theaters, of course not, but I seen it on VHS, and I loved it. Like, that was one of my favorite movies as a child. 
I would agree. It was a fantastic film. The way that it was done was great. The recent or more recent Michael Bay produced films. I I, re- I I thought he directed them because they felt so much like Transformers, but when I actually did the research, I realized he just produced them. But those weren't bad either. They weren't as atrocious as I remember when I first watched them in theaters, and I just remember walking away feeling so like unimpressed and and all this stuff. But now I'm watching them with my daughter, as well as the 1990s one. So she has really cool perspective on the legacy of the Turtles. And... Yes. They're not that bad, but no. the um, they, they ain't that bad. Like they're like a pop icon. Yeah, very much so. They're pretty fantastic. But does it top the 1990s one? Now, tur- now Ninja Turtles three was egregious. I am not a fan of Turtles three, but Turtles no, one and two. It's... Turtles one and two though. Yes, yeah, like huge fan. The one and two. It was good because back in the day they didn't really have that good of CGI, and mm-hmm. they just had these costumes. And you gotta give them credit for that. Oh yeah, they looked they looked fantastic and everything. Like my when I talked to my mom about it, she's like, yeah, them, them type of, the new turtles scare her. The new type Michael Bay turtles. Yeah, they're weird. Mm-hmm. They're a little bit um, too CGI for me. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So. Imagine if the original people from the 1990 Turtle movie just came back with the technology we have now, and they still do the costumes. It, it'd be fantastic. Yeah. But, yeah. I like the original Shredder, right? Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, ain't he the one that played Uncle Phil in Will, uh, Fresh Prince Bel-Air? Yeah, he voiced the uh, the cartoon version of uh, Shredder. Um, oh, I thought for some reason I thought he was playing a live action one. Oh no, no, I don't know who in the world did that, but yeah, yeah, he played the cartoon, which is great because the cartoon, the '90s cartoon, is the one that I, I'm more familiar with. I'm not very familiar with the original graphic novel, oh. but the nine, but the '90s cartoons and the '90s video games, and of course, like the the earlier movies. Heck yeah. That was a huge part of my childhood. So if they're thinking about expanding on that, I, I, I'm all for it. The the less CG they want to use, I'm a fan because, like you guys already said, the Michael Bay produced ones are they're a little weird. Like I I understand using CG for something like Transformers, Ninja Turtles though. I, I feel like they maybe well, could have I mean- got away with some more prosthetics, but. Yeah, I'm just thinking in my head if it was like a Lion King, like a new CGI Lion King version of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So like mm-hmm. we when we end up with like actual turtles. No, oh, <laughs> that would be ridiculous. Oh, Celebrity voices. They'd be missing, of course, that they're supposed to be like not turtles, but someone would have missed the memo in Hollywood somewhere. Absolutely. When you said uh, just real turtles, I was thinking just Splinter just being a regular rat just coming up. No, Splinter looked freaky in the new in the old one. Yeah, dude, he was menacing. Yeah, like, <laughs> I, and I gotta give credit to April O'Neil for not freaking out every time she talks to them because if it was me <laughs> and I kept talking to mutants, I'd be freaking out. But yeah, no, like it's the thirtieth anniversary. 
like, Teenage Mutant Ninja was a part of my childhood, so I was like, heck yeah, but they, Seth Rogen, he's going to make a new CGI Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie. Oh, no. Say, oh, no? No, it's just that that it's CGI. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Right. I was really hoping that they would go prosthetics again, because they know they don't have to. They're just doing it just to do it. Maybe it's Oh, no. This is about animation. They're doing CGI and animation and everything. Yeah, now I'm thinking again. Now it's gonna be it's gonna be real turtles, and somehow it's gonna. It's so, happening. Yeah. It's happening. There's gonna be a real pizza rat. Like oh, they're gonna use that as God. inspiration. Worst thing ever. <laughs> now, they had a old not a '90s cartoon, but like 2000 cartoon of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It was fantastic. I think like it was a cartoon of it, and they looked. 3D, but they weren't really, they weren't too bad, you know? But, 90 cartoon, it was the best. I was just doing a quick search here for what they look like now versus what they used to look like, and I, I, I found a YouTube video that's just entitled Shredder Being Fantastic. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, so I, I don't even know what they, what they consider that, but it, it's actually from 1987, so it's from the original series. Oh, boy. The turtles were actually supposed to be like a little joke thing to the actual creator. They were just trying to be comic book artists and everything and writers, and they were just doodling. Somehow their creation came to life, and everyone loved it. I'm glad, because hey, thinking about the legacy, again, of the Ninja Turtles and thinking about how many... Like, how many knockoffs? Like, when the graphic novel came out, people weren't really into it. But when the TV show came out and it blew up in America, every cartoon studio was like, we got to do what they did. So then we had Street Sharks and Biker Mice from Mars and, like, all of these Ninja Turtle-esque things that weren't exactly turtles. They were just mutant rodents or mutant sharks or mutant something and, and none of those shows like was half as popular as ninja turtles oh no because it was like original idea exactly so they have a right to do whatever they want i hate to admit it and i'm with heather i would hate it if they did another cg centric turtles movie because we've had so many of those already and there's yeah. even an entire nickelodeon tv show that was cg like i am tired of it but they're entitled to it. Yeah, they've earned the right. I would, I will say that. Yeah, right. I was just reading a comic earlier about the Teenage Mutant Turtles. If y'all recall, one of the few episodes we did, I'll talk about how three of the turtles died and one survived. Yeah, I finally realized, and it told me who it was. If y'all ready, it was Michelangelo. He survived. Mm-hmm. Oh. oh, I knew it. I knew it was him. I, I was hoping it was. I was hoping he, of all four, would become, like, the serious dark one. It was... It got dark, man. Like, he was trying to avenge his brothers and everything because it was the Shredder's grandson that actually killed all of them. Yeah. Dude, yeah. That's epic. And I can't wait to read it. Like, even knowing that's who we... I, I don't care. Like, I still want to get into that. Oh, yeah. Like, he... It's a really interesting comic. Like, it's Shredder's grandson killed everyone, even 
he had no family at all. Splinter, the three turtles, everyone's gone. And he's in this like cyberpunk type deal town and everything. And he's a straight up killing machine now. But the, the sad thing is, he still talks to all his turtle brothers spiritually. Like they, uh-huh. I guess, like a coping mechanism for him to deal with them being gone. So he just talks to them. Yeah. And it just, I don't know, it's just sad, but. It gets real dark at the end, but I ain't feeling all that. But it's, I, I loved it in Michelangelo because that's a big character development. You know? Yeah, absolutely huge. That's awesome, and I like that. And I like that relationship too. One of my favorite, or my favorite anime, is Gundam, the Gundam franchise, and Gundam Wing specifically. One thing I noticed that the the five teenagers, the the main characters, the Gundam pilots, something that they do that you don't see in other. Gundam shows very often um, and Gundam's been around since 1979 it's not a new thing but Gundam Wing came out in 95 and it was released in America in 2000 and one thing that I noticed that the teenage pilots do they speak to their Gundams all the time like in anime it's a really big thing to, to talk to yourself like everyone talks to themselves or thinks to themselves out loud or whatever but in Gundam Wing the pilots always talk to their Gundams as if they're going to speak back and being the realistic show that it is, they never talk back or anything, but they speak to them almost to gain perspective in battle or in war or whatever. And so using that as a mechanism for growth and as character development, I think is really smart and intelligent. And as long as Ninja Turtles has been around, I don't think we've ever seen that sort of development with Michelangelo. I don't think we've ever seen him be serious at all. So I think that's wonderful that they decided to take the leap and do that with the character. That could have been really polarizing with Ninja Turtle purists, but I think that was an excellent idea. Oh, yeah. Like, like the thing about it is I always expected it to be the least expected character, but at the same time, I'm like, it makes sense if any one of them survived. Like, Raphael's the meanest of them all, so he wouldn't have a problem surviving. And slashing his way out of things, Leonardo's the leader, so he's just he's a great tactician and everything. Donatello, he's smart, so he come up with like a escape route or something. Yeah. So, and you never expect Michelangelo though. Yeah, not at all. That's yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> I do Definitely. have one more thing to add. Just one one last thing that shows me how old I am and how young you guys are. Um, Back in the 90s, when uh, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles were coming, were becoming popular, I attended a tour at Six Flags Great Adventure, where the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles sang on stage in the Pizza Hut coming out of their shells tour. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, no. And it's available on YouTube. So (laughs) I'm going to send this to you guys. uh... Yes, please ruin my day with this (laughs) terrible thing. Nightmares. It is an hour and a half, and I begged my parents to take me to it. Yeah, I think. Yeah, and I'm admitting that right now that okay. I went to see this. <laughs> that is awesome. When you said sang at first, I thought you were talking about the guy that sang Ice Ice Baby and everything, the Go Ninja Go song. Oh, no. Oh, no. The, so the, they, if you've ever heard the song Pizza Power, if you played the game, like the Konami game, like the old mm. Teenage Mutant Ninja yeah. Turtle game, 
this is where it came from. Like they actually had an entire concert oh. and an album <laughs> and they toured to, to promote it. Grief. <laughs> There's April. There's Shredder. Oh, no. <laughs> They're all there. <laughs> that is. Are no. they all singing? Oh, oh, oh no. no. I want to see Shredder sing. <laughs> yeah. You got to see it. I'm going to send it to you guys right now. And me and Justin have the same reaction, but do we all agree that we're excited about the new Dune movie coming out and the Mandalorian season two already? <laughs> oh, yeah. This has been the Geekin' Out Loud podcast. Like and subscribe to hear our next episodes about the latest news in movies, comics, and all things geeks.